welcome to another episode of Toast and Jam, the podcast, the one and only. I'm Alex. This is Brian. And I'm Nathan. And today we are going to talk about Red Hot Chili Peppers' seminal classic, Breaking the Girl. Which I, I don't know. I mean, off of this album, I think there was probably a, a few other ones that had more radio play, right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely more that had radio play, but this was a really good song for a lot of reasons. It's a great song. A lot of good reasons. Red Hot Chili Peppers was formed in L.A. in 83 by singer Anthony Kiedis, Kiedis guitarist Hillel Slovak, bassist Flea, and drummer Jack Irons. Now, does anybody know what Flea's real name is? I do, actually. What is it? It's Michael Balzery. Balzery? Balzery. Huh. Yeah. I didn't even look I didn't even look that up actually. Yeah, that's his name. name yeah. was. As as Flea's better. I mean that's just I mean you say flea, anyone's gonna know. Exactly. He moves talking. like a flea too. He's just as fast yeah. as can be. So in in uh the the tragic day that flea dies, what's gonna be on his uh tombstone? Is it gonna flea. be flea? You think it's gonna be flea? Absolutely, yeah. It's gotta, gotta be, be, right? It's got to be at be least Flea, aka his real name, <laughs> or in parentheses, in parentheses in the, the middle, bottom, a like lot smaller. That's right. That's right. I was gonna say bass player extraordinaire. I didn't realize you were getting at the name, but yes, oh, yeah. yes, yeah. Flea, um, and drummer Jack Irons, all of whom were classmates from Fairfax High School, originally going under the name Tony Flo and the Miraculously Majestic Masters of Mayhem. I think Red Hot Chili Peppers rolls off the tongue better. A little bit better. Just just a little bit. I don't know. Tony Flo and the Miraculously Majestic Masters of Mayhem. That's I can see it with their the way he raps and their Tony style's very their style's super unique. So it's like yeah. the name Tony Flo works, but they would have to change all those M words to something yeah. else. I think Tony Flo could be a good porn name too though. Tony, oh, Tony. Tony Flo. <laughs> Tony Flo. Right. Flo. So if he wasn't gonna be Tony Flo the amazing musician, he'd be Tony Flo. Tony Flo's a good white boy rapper name. Tony <laughs> oh. Flo. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> An Italian rapper? Yeah. Tony Flo. Tony Flo. Hey, Tony, Tony Flo, Flo over here. What you talking about? <laughs> I love their sound, man. I, I Chili Peppers? Yeah. It's, uh, it's unlike any other. It's it's undeniable. You hear a Chili Pepper song, you know yeah, that's yeah. a Chili Pepper song. And it, nobody could try to do that sound because people would be like, oh, I haven't heard you know, Red Hot do this song before. Yeah. Oh, it's not Red Hot. It's Tony Flo. It's, Tony, it's Tony Flo, right? <laughs> I want. I wonder if there's a Chili Peppers cover band out there named Tony Flo and that's something, something, something. Oh my gosh! Probably right. If not, we need to create <laughs> it. We need to do it now. So after many years and lineup changes, on September 24th, 1991, Blood Sugar Sex Magic was released. Now this one, the Blood Sugar Sex Magic album, that was the one that came out with Under the Bridge, um, Suck My Kiss. Uh, what was the other one I'm thinking of? Give it away. Give it away now. Give it away now. Give it away now. All three of those, I think, were bigger radio hits than Breaking the Girl. Way bigger radio yeah. hits. And it's it's interesting to, to think about that because th- that was almost a full 10 years after this band has been, has been active and going for quite a while. And they've already had so many. Honestly, this song, while being a great song, I think has the band itself has a way more interesting story than just this song. Like those guys went through so many changes, so many lineup changes. They went through a death in the band all before they became the Red Hot Chili Peppers that everybody knows today. Yeah. Um, Anthony Kiedis was, had a debilitating heroin addiction for years. It's just, it's insane. The, their story is, is absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride with those guys. You know, especially, I mean, addiction, I mean, gosh, it's unfortunately the story of so many people. 
makes a lot of good songs. Really does. <laughs> this song was their fourth single off that album in 1992, and it refers to a turbulent relationship between Anthony Kiedis and his foreman, former girlfriend, Carmen Hawk. 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 She was a model. That was Ethan Hawk's sister. Not really. You don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> Both are like, uh, Allegedly. The song describes their tumultuous breakup as he severed the relationship, thus breaking the girl, in air quotes and parentheses. As he points out in the song, she didn't do anything wrong, but he still had to cut her loose. I think he just kind of knew because he was kind of like a, kind of messing around. He was kind of a, a player. player. A, or a player. 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 Tony Flo. Oh, Tony Flo. Because he's Tony Flo. <laughs> still Tony I mean, Flo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't, you know. Well, even before her and since her, he's, he's dated a ton of women. A ton of just models and... Models, actresses, you name it, just all over the place. Yeah. He he described in his, in his but he wrote, a, he wrote his own autobiography, he called it Scar Tissue. And in the book, he, he referred to, to Carmen Hawk as, as being, quote unquote, off her rocker. It says it here as well that the the relationship was more insane at the point she'd gone mad of jealousy and sometimes became violent. Yes. And uh, the lines twisting and turning, your feelings are burning. It's kind of a lot. He says that she she was a very passionate person, but Carmen Hawk was she? Oh yeah, no, was she, she Latina. Is she? Uh, no, I don't. No, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Hawk no, I think she's like Danish Latina, actually. Believe Danish? I believe so. Oh man, those Danish girls. All models <laughs> you know, watch are Danish, out. aren't they? They're n- <laughs> or Swedish. Oh, Something Swedish. like that. No, there. There was. A, he talks about an instance in his book where she, um, she. He had bought a house, and she, quote unquote, moved in, and, and she just wouldn't leave. And so he tried to end the relationship, and he was like, "Okay, get out." And she said, "No." No, no, I'm not ready for this to be over. That she would lock herself in the bathroom, and it just—it just was a crazy roller coaster of emotions like through that high school whole thing. Sounds like a healthy relationship. Yeah, yeah. It—it just—it just really was. So, uh, Kiedis's father explained in his autobiography that the relationship—the relationship ended in a fast-moving wildfire. And uh, Anthony may not have been as bad as me, but he wasn't exactly monogamous. Carmen contested the breakup and fought it in court of in the court of broken hearts and breaking the girl chronicled the emotional pathology and provided the classic lyrics, which I mean, I get when you listen to the song like it, you could tell it's it's a you could tell what it's about. It's not there's not very much that's. Not That's a lot of hidden. metaphor going on there. No, it's, not, it's, it's, it's pretty straight it's up. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> what I did find out, though, on this song, the recording of this song, the instrumental breakdown in the middle, I say it happens about three minutes into the song, and there's a spontaneous idea of the band while they were recording the song. They all grabbed something to use as some some kind of percussion. So they were all using, like, pots, pans, like any kind nice. of dr- any kind of drum they found. Just And if you hear that, that breakdown in the middle, it does sound like just clanging, all kinds of clanging going on, and... It's awesome, but exactly. it was just the last minute kind of. Kind oh yeah, of no, idea. no, you know, having that information and then you listen to it, you go, yeah, there's more than just you know, a snare drum going on back there. There's there's a lot of other noises happening. Yeah, it's, but it worked. It, it 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 came out really good. And I think that's that's really what this band is about. It's a lot of that kind of sp- spontaneity. Mm-hmm. This band is is, they're all so incredibly talented that they could. At, at a whim drop it and have this amazing breakdown and then be able to have these ideas that make them who they are that mm. make them stand out as they're at red hot chili peppers and it's exactly 
I think it's exactly part part and parcel of who that band is. Yeah, there's 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 some crazy talent going on there. I mean, they've had, I mean, Anthony and Flea, and I Chad's been with them for a long time, but they were the founding members, and through their guitar players, I mean, they had, I mean, I think they've been through eight different guitar players since the beginning. I I, I tried counting them all up. I think there was eight. Yeah. Dang. And after exactly, and and the, the, their guitar player currently, his name is totally escaping me right now. He he replaced John Frusciante. Yeah, he used to be their guitar tech. Um, he was a while back. Yeah, he used to be their guitar tech. But he's I, he's like number eight at this point. Yeah, and some of them are short lived. I think I think uh, literally da- they Dave died, right yeah, short lived <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think Dave Navarro was. His his time could be counted in 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 weeks or months. Even. Yeah, there was, there was some short lived stuff very there. Very short lived. Um, the one um, the guitarist that they started the band with, Hillel Slovak, he was the one that mm-hmm. that died of a heroin overdose, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. He actually taught Flea how to play the bass too. That's sad. Well, that's really sad. I mean, can you imagine the musical talent that man possessed? To say, yeah, I showed Flea how to. Now, granted. Flea took it to another level, you know. He's he's added stuff and he's learned along the way. But that's who you know. Flea was originally it was a trumpet player, I believe. He was. I actually have. Uh, he's a trumpet player. I have. Trumpet. I had a video of him playing trumpet with Nirvana at a concert. And and uh, they were Nirvana came out and started playing. Well, smells like Teen Spirit. And Flea came out and played the guitar solo. The the smells like Teen Spirit guitar solo. Flea came out and played the trumpet on that. On the trumpet, and it that's was crazy. so awesome. It it's, was so awesome. You know, it's amazing some of those ties together. I also I once read the um, Slash put out an autobiography, and and he went to the same school as him in middle school. That's Flea. Because mm-hmm. in 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 middle school, Slash's thing was a BMX. He was like the next big BMX. He wasn't even in the guitar at that point. That came in like his teens, and he talked about hanging out at the school. Like after school with his BMX buddies, you know how you know how in school you know all the cliques like hang out together. And he said Flea would be hanging out with with some of the other guys and play band, playing his trumpet because this was before he started playing bass. So I always thought that was an interesting connection. Yeah. It's like yeah, oh yeah, I went to we all went to the Slush. same school exactly. That's my dog Rosie. Sorry Just about that. That that, that <laughs> whole that whole Southern California area, you know, everyone knows everyone. Yeah, everyone knows everyone. Have you seen um, Have you seen what Flea looks like? I mean that he is like the quintessential band nerd. Like he, yeah, he's an ugly little guy. Yeah, but that's probably how he got so good at playing all the instruments he played. Just he probably jamming. was at home all the time, just by himself, just jamming, making himself good. And man, did he make himself good because he is up there with the best of them. He's played in a lot of movies, huh? He does. He's got a whole lot of little bit parts. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was needles in, in Back to the Future, you know, the best series ever. <laughs> right? <laughs> he was. Yeah. Kiedis was in a few movies. I think actually Kiedis and Flea were in Point Break. I think they were mm-hmm. both in Point Break. I know Kiedis was, yeah. And actually I I don't know why I know this, but I do. Um, the very beginning of the movie Pretty Woman, they're in like a nightclub. They're like in a crazy nightclub, like a little yeah. tiny nightclub. And they um the band that's playing is is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, no and kidding. And it's a badass song. The song that the I Chili Peppers, that. the ch- song that ch- Chili Peppers has on the Pretty Woman soundtrack doesn't fit at all on the Pretty Woman soundtrack, right. but it's a badass song. It's actually really good. See, I'm going to go look that up now. Look it up. Check that out. Look it up. He was they were in that movie The Chase too. 
Remember that one? Oh, with Charlie, with Charlie Sheen? Sheen. Yeah, I remember oh, yeah. they're driving that Ford Bronco and they're it's, it's him and Flea. They're getting all crazy, and then and then the cop is played by Henry Rollins. He is Henry Rollins, right? Remember oh, that? And then right. he's he's doing the whole cops thing. He was like, yeah, you know, doing this job, and like he's just all into the interview <laughs> part. It's so funny. So I'm looking up uh, Flea, and here's some of the other movies he's known to be in: uh, Baby Driver. Don't know what that was. Oh, I, that that was new. Um, oh yeah, it's 27. Uh, 2017. Sorry, Back to the Future Two. Right. Big Lebowski. Oh, that's right. He was one of the nihilists. Yeah. Uh, Fear, <laughs> Fear and Loathing in Vegas. What are Fear Man. and Loathing in Las. Oh, that's right. He was licking. He was licking Hunter S. Thompson's arm. Yeah. He was licking the LSD <laughs> off his arm. <laughs> that old saying: "You learn something new every day." We're doing it right here. Uh, family Guy. Obviously, I obviously. think I remember that episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let's see. Oh, he did that cartoon voice for the Wild Thornberries too, and they uh, Chili Peppers. Uh, okay. Chili yeah. Peppers were in the Simpsons too. I remember an episode of the Simpsons. American where... Dad. That's all right. Inside Out. No oh, way. He's a mine worker, huh? Voice acting, obviously. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that movie made me cry. Buckets. Ah, uh, that was a good. That was movie. such we a could, good movie. We could do a whole episode <laughs> just on that movie. Right. <laughs> it was incredibly genius, though. Like that yeah. is a genius movie. Did you see that movie? I Pixar never movie? saw that. No. Holy crap! Uh-uh. Okay, we'll talk about it another he time. He did a voice. Oh, he did a voice it. in uh, Rugrats. <laughs> I believe it. Probably. Wild Thornberries. Wild Thornberries. Now that I think yeah. about it, the way the Rugrats are drawn, they look like Flea's face. No, they totally. Any one do. of them could have been Flea. And I think that's why he got the parts. And was like, oh man, we should get Flea. Doesn't he look like this one? <laughs> he looks just like the Rugrats. Uh man, The Chase. You guys mentioned that, right? right that was yeah. a good movie too. That was a cool was movie. Funny as hell. Yeah. Son-in-law, is a tattoo artist and son-in-law. Isn't that the Polly Shore movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, There's a. He's like, I I remember his line in that movie: "You pick it, I (laughs) stick it." (laughs) (laughs) So he was in multiple Back to the Futures, huh? Yeah, two, three. Well, he plays the same character. He plays, yeah. He's just in in three. He's a younger version of himself in two, where they get in that that car race and everything. The Outsiders. What? What the out? No, what like the Outsiders? It says the Outsiders. What year? From 1983. Uh, it says uncredited, SOC number three. I don't know. Oh, that's oh. the so. Oh, that's the Socius. That's who that is. That's how they spelled it in the book. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was. You know what it probably was? It was probably that scene where they had the big rumble. The, the rumble, end, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uncredited, yeah. He was just uh, a, he was just an extra. He's got. There's a ton more. I'm just. I'm just reading off the ones I kind of recognize psycho lionheart lionheart just your luck man he's 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 got his he is a working man check this guy out yeah this is a good picture this is a podcast i can't show the picture (laughs) (laughs) that's flea's face man that guy uh unmistakable else he's an alien yeah they're um again chili peppers are indispensable and they're one of those bands that i mean you you're instantly recognizable in no matter no matter what era too in the 80s and the 90s and the aughts and like all the way till today they're still going till today Today. still going and and when you hear it it's like oh new peppers like that's exactly what it is so you can't mistake that funk can't can't mistake the funk so Uh -uh. to to the chili peppers we toast Screwed up. And we jam. Two, 
so clever, but now you must sell it.